With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. It's time to talk about the National Football League. It's already week six. We have bye weeks this week. And once again, I'm joined by Bill in Florida. And Bill, well, I just got to start by saying this. Congrats on picking the Jets, your fourth consecutive outright underdog winner. But then your Bucks cost me a bet. They got backdoored against the Falcons. And welcome to the club of the frustration when you bet on my purple, the Minnesota Vikings. They never do what you expect. No, they don't. It was a fun week, though. It was a lot, lot of fun. A lot of fun to watch the games. Very frustrating. Pulling out what little hair I do have left. You know, watching the Cardinals come back into it against the Eagles. A lot of fun, though. And same thing with the Bengals against the the Bengals against the uh, Ravens. Just really frustrating. Yeah, you were so close to what I thought could have been a perfect card, and a couple things went the wrong way. You lose a point by here, a point there, and that's that's how it goes sometimes. But let's recap week five. The underdogs had a good week again, 10 and 6 against the number. Road teams, 11 and 5 against the number. So it was a good week to bet the road teams last week. The totals, 9 and 7 to the under. Year to date now, the underdogs are 46, 33 and 1 against the spread. That's 58.2%. Road teams, well, almost 50 50 here. Road teams are 41, 38 and 1 against the number. 51.9%. And the totals, 47, 32, and 1 to the under, 59.5%. So you got to expect a couple of those numbers will level out as the season goes on. But right now, you got some clear trends that the dogs and the unders are cashing at a very nice clip. Then team numbers against the spread year to date, the best team in the football, National Football League, the Atlanta Falcons, 5 and 0 against the spread. We'll talk more about that in just a moment. The worst teams against the number, Carolina, Denver, the LA Rams, my Minnesota Vikings, and the Washington Commanders are all one and four against the number. Then from a team total perspective, the best over team this year, the Cleveland Browns, they're the only team in football that is four and one to the over so far this season. The under teams are Cincinnati and Indianapolis, They've seen all five games go under the number so far. So let's get to the card for week six. Bill, who's your first pick? We've talked about the Falcons being 5-0 and against the spread this year, and I'm going to go with the Falcons at home against the 49ers. I think the Falcons have been playing really well, and I think Arthur Smith is very underrated when it comes to halftime adjustments. Most of their points and their covers have come in the second half. I think the 49ers are coming off a tough, you know, a tough win. I still think it's tough for them to go across country, you know, up to Atlanta. And I think it's going to be a really closer game than it is. But I like the 40, or I'm sorry, I like the Falcons at a plus five and a half against the 49ers. What's your first pick, AJ? 
Well, I, I like what you said the first time there, Bill. I like the 49ers minus the five and a half at Atlanta. So we got a showdown back-to-back weeks. I'm with you normally. I like home dogs. I'm not a fan of the Niners in the spot with back-to-back road games prior to the big home game against Kansas City last week. But I'm going to fade Atlanta until they fail to cover. The Bucs had them down 21-0 and got backdoored. I'm hoping the 49er defense holds strong late so we can finish the deal. Doesn't hurt me, though, that the Niners have the number one ranked defense in scoring and yardage year to date. The Falcons just aren't good enough to start 6-0 against the spread. I'm going San Francisco minus the five and a half. And Bill and I, we go head to head again. Bill, who do you got to pick two? Tell you what, I like going head to head again, Chad. One, I think I'm two and two. I think it's what the unofficial record is. You know, I'm I'm looking at the Bengals going down to New Orleans to play the Saints. And right now the Bengals are favored at one and a half points. I like the Bengals here in this position to win the game outright. I also like them to cover the one and a half point spread. They are 7-2 against the spread on the road uh, in their last nine games. I'm sorry. They're 7-2 against the spread straight up in their last nine games. And they're 5-1 and one against the spread on the row in their last six games. I like the Bengals and their high-powered offense to come out and you know, put up some points. And none of the wide receivers for the New Orleans Saints practice today. And neither did Jameis one. So it looks like it may be a Taysom Hill game, which I think, really kind of points to the Bengals winning this game. So I like the Bengals going down to New Orleans over the Saints at a minus one and a half points. And who's your second I like, I like that one, Bill. My second pick is going to be on the Indianapolis Colts minus the two against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So home field appears to matter the most in this division rivalry. The Jags have beat the Colts eight straight times in Jacksonville including 24-0 in week two. I think Bill picked that game. I would have been on the other side, and I would have been wrong. The Colts have won eight of nine, including the last four at home when they play the Jaguars. The Colts, of course, won ugly at Denver last week on Thursday night, but they won, and they have the extra rest coming into this one. Plus, not let's not forget that the Colts did beat Kansas City this year, and they're a pretty good team. So with or without Jonathan Taylor, I expect a much better effort this time around against the Jaguars. The Colts year-to-date are minus six in the turnover differential, so they're going to need to improve that. But I'm going to back the home team in the divisional matchup looking for revenge. I'm on the Colts, minus the two against the Jags. Who do you got in pick three there, Bill? I'm going to look at my hometown Buccaneers going up to Pittsburgh to face the Steelers, and I like the number here at 43 and a half, and I like the under especially. The over is one and four in the last five Bucks games, and this seems like it's going to be a defensive struggle. It could get ugly, too, because it seems like Brady misses Gronk a lot, but I also think the Steelers are going to put up some points. It should be like a 17-14 game. I think um, Coach Mike Tomlin is really good at making adjustments and really good at finding quick fixes. Mike Tomlin at Heinz Field is 23 and 11, and he's 17 and 16 against the spread. I really do think this is going to be a tighter game than the spread would indicate, but I think the under is the play here. I think the under the 43 and a half points, I think it's a good number. I think the under is going to be able to be played down to 40. That's my pick, under the 43. Okay, so Bill, I'm going to ask this question. We've Six weeks of this podcast now together. 
We've had the Tampa Bay Bucks on this podcast as one of the picks for all six weeks now. I think you made the right call. You're finally playing a total because the sides aren't working for us with the Bucks. No. I've been no, burned three times. You've been burned at least once. I like that under. I don't know if Pittsburgh's going to make it to double digits. And you're right. I, I keep thinking the weapons are coming back for Brady, but that offense just isn't clicking yet like I would expect it to. Yeah, so I like, like I that said, I, think he's, I think he's missing Gronk a bit. I think he's missing that tight end across the middle. You know, that 20-yard, you know, deep post, he doesn't have it right now. So we'll see. I really I hope I'm wrong on this one. I hope this is the one I get wrong. Believe me, I would love to see a blowout. Well, 41 nothing would work for you, so maybe that could be your blowout. Yeah, okay. Great. My third pick, I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks plus the two and a half against the Arizona Cardinals. This one's at a minus 105 for me. So this is a weighted game between the books. Some are at two and a half, some are at three. I'm going to play the two and a half line with favorable juice. I've backed the Cardinals in back-to-back games and cash both. So thank you, Arizona. The Seahawks, well, let's get the ugly out of the way here. They're giving up the most yards per game at 430, and they have the second worst defense when it comes to points allowed, giving up 30.8 points per game. So scary bad numbers. But I love the quotes that I'm reading this week from the team. They are fully aware that they are destroying the Pete Carroll legacy on defense. The old Legion of Boom days is long gone, and all the past-dominating defense Seattle had. They're an embarrassment right now. Losing Penny is going to hurt the Seahawks offense, but in Geno Smith, I trust. I can't believe I'm saying that. So believe it or not, the Seahawks actually still, for all the scoring they're doing, they have the second worst TD percent in the red zone this year, so they still have some upside in the scoring metrics. These division rivals have split the series in the last three years. The Cardinals have actually won five of the last seven at Seattle, but not this time. In the battle of disappointing defenses, I think the Seahawks will answer the challenge. The Cardinals, by the way, plus three in the turnover differential. That changes on Sunday. I'm going to take the Seahawks plus the two and a half over the Cardinals. Who do you got in pick four there, Bill? I'm looking at the Ravens going to the Meadowlands and facing the Giants. And the Ravens right now are a road favorite at five and a half points. And the way I see this is, well, the first stat that jumped out to me was that Lamar, uh, Lamar Jackson is 12-0 and 0 against NFC teams as a starter. So that's the first lean. Then the second lean is that the Giants are coming back from that game in London. I know what it's like to have jet lag. I know what it's like to try and do something that, you know, it takes a very lot of, a lot of mental preparation and a lot of physical exertion. And I just don't know if the Giants are back to that. And the, uh, the Ravens right now are averaging 27 and a half points per game. And the Giants are allowing 20 points per game. About like 19.8 points per game. I really think the Ravens are going to go up there. I think this is going to be a close game, but I think the Ravens pull out in the second half, unlike they did against the Dolphins in week two. And I think they like their, the play of uh, the five-and-a-half-point favorite for the Ravens. I definitely like the Ravens to win that game. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about the spread. I'm not I, Right now, I, I don't know what to think about the NFC East, Bill, because you and I both did some previews when it – when it came to the NFL this year, did you ever yeah. think the NFC East would be the team that we're scared about right now? No, no, not, not a chance. 
and Cooper uh, Rush. I think the Giants have already exceeded my expectations. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't yeah. know. I have a lot of friends uh, who are Giants fans who are really happy. You know, four and one can't you know beat the Packers. I love that first one. I think they're a fun team to watch with Saquon looking like he's back at Penn State. Yeah, I, Daniel Jones is looking like a quarterback again, and I, like you said, I love their coach. It all started with that decision to go for two in the win. That kind of set the tone against Tennessee. It's like, I like this coach. They're fired up, and yes, I agree with you. I'm a Viking fan, so any team that can beat the Cheeseheads, I like. So yeah, Giants, Giants, Giants last week. I loved them. Okay, so now my pick four, I'm going to take the marquee game. It is the Kansas City Chiefs plus the two and a half against the Buffalo Bills. And I'm going to get this one at a plus 100. So once again, it's another weighted game with the books. You can get two and a half in some spots. You can get three in others. I'm going to play the two and a half line with a favorable juice. Some are calling this Josh Allen Super Bowl. I'm just not sure about that, though. It's probably a bigger game for the Bills D. They were the one embarrassed by the Chiefs last year, not Josh Allen. So the Bills D is tied for first in scoring with the 49ers, giving up only 12.2 points per game. The Chiefs have ended the Bills season in back-to-back years, including that thrilling OT game last year. But the Bills did win by 18 in the regular season last year at KC. I know the Chiefs had to struggle to survive on Monday night, beating the Raiders by one. But the Chiefs have zero interest in playing in Buffalo come January. This could be home field on the line in week six. Yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs. They find a way to win this one. I'm going to grab the two and a half with KC over Buffalo. Bill, pick five. Who do you like? That Chiefs pick is the one. I was going to make that my home underdog because I don't know the next time the Chiefs will be a home underdog. But that's going to be, that is the marquee game. I can't wait to see that. That's, and you got to remember, they got Von Miller now too. So maybe he's going to push him over the edge. We'll see. Who knows? The last game I have on my card right now is the Cowboys plus six traveling to Philadelphia. And the funny thing is, is that the Cowboys are 7-2 and two against the spread the last nine games they faced the Eagles. And I think their, their defense is really, really carrying them. I think they don't get – I know they don't get that cross Prescott got back, but I know they have Cooper Rush. He's been a really, really effective game manager. I mean, the only thing I don't understand is why Zeke isn't getting started. And I think with Cooper Rush, you know, throwing to – his receivers, Michael Gallup getting hung, getting healthy, traveling up to a hostile place in, in Philadelphia. That Monday night game is going to be good, but I really think the Cowboys are going to cover that. I think it's going to be a close game, just like the Arizona Eagles game last year, last week. I think it's going to be an entertaining game, and I think the Cowboys are going to cover that six points, but I think they're going to lose. That's just my opinion. What do you see? What do you see in that game? I, I'm flip-flopping on that game. Part of me thinks that I have undervalued Philadelphia all year and they're going to win this one by 20, in part because I keep thinking Rush is going to struggle, make some mistakes, not manage, be the game manager. But the Cowboy D, like you said, I like that Cowboy defense. I think they can control the Eagles and then Dallas can run the ball. They can manage it. I Yeah, I, I think it's a field goal game. It's coming right down to the wire. So in that situation, I'm always going to grab the points. Um, so, yeah, I'd be with you on the Cowboys. But if you're going to bet the Cowboys, Bill, you got to give me a how about them Cowboys. Can you do it for me? How about them Cowboys? There we go. Thank you, Jimmy Johnson. Okay, <laughs> my fifth play. 
I'm going to play the Denver Broncos plus the five at the LA Chargers. And this one's weighted at a minus 105. So, oh boy, Denver. Thank you for looking so bad against Indianapolis. I love getting five in this one with the third best defense in the NFL. Denver's offense, as we know, has been historically bad in the red zone this year. So consider this for just one moment. The lowest TD percentage in the NFL last year in the red zone was 44.74%, and that was the New York Giants. The Broncos this year are at 21.43%. They've had extra time to prepare. Russell Wilson, believe it or not, I still think he'll improve. I know he's got some injury issues, but I think the Broncos D will also remember giving up that season-high 34 points to L.A. last year. It's not a save-the-season game quite yet for Denver, but they were ripped by almost everyone after that primetime dud last week. I think we get the best version possible of the Broncos on Monday night. I'm going to grab the five points against the Chargers. So that's my five. So, Bill, before we get to the recap, what else do we think about week six? I think you and I talked just before we got on the air here. This was a tougher card. You have some teams on a bye week, and it just feels like an an uneven card. There's a lot of tough games, I feel. Yeah, there is. There is a lot of tough games. It was uh, really tough. I mean, when you have New England at Cleveland and New England is an underdog, I don't like, you know, Belichick as an underdog. And then you have the Jets going to Green Bay and, and you never know what you're going to get with the Packers. I mean, I know you're a Vikings fan. I hope you're you're saying the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 you know. And Jacksonville and Indianapolis, that's another game that just really tough to handicap. Really no indicators out there on what team's going to show up. Um, it is. It's been a difficult thing. But I'll tell you one thing, too. Just kind of uh, two player props that I noticed kind of trending in a direction is the Taysom Hill rushing yards. He was only at 34 yards um, last week, and he went over. I think he had 67 or 70 yards, and he had two touchdowns on the ground. Uh, and the Justin Fields, any, whatever the number is, I don't know what the number is going to be this week, but last week it was 214 yards with passing yards. I like the under, no matter what the number is. I think they're going to lean on his legs. They're going to lean on Khalil Herbert, Herbert and they're going to get um, David Montgomery back, and I think they're going to stay on the ground, especially with the Bears going through winter coming up. In Chicago, they're going to stay on the ground. Now, Thursday night, it it has a chance to be even worse than last Thursday night uh, when the Commanders meet, meet the Bears. I'm actually leaning to the over 38. I'll have that on the podcast probably tomorrow. But, yeah, there's part of me thinking, oh, we could have like a 10-7 game in that one too. So some, some yeah. interesting storylines. But thank you for those uh, props to be watching here as we get to the card. But let's uh, – Let's first go through your five, Bill. Who do you got on your recap? Okay, I got the 49ers at the Falcons. I like the Falcons at the uh, plus five as a home underdog. It's going to be the fifth one in a row. I like the Bengals and a one and a half point spread over the Saints. The Bucks and the Steelers going under the 43 and a half points. And the Ravers, Ravens over the Giants at a minus five. And the Cowboys traveling to Philadelphia, they're going to cover that six point spread. And what about your five, AJ? Well, Bill, I hope you go four and one. The only game I want you to lose is that Falcon game because my first pick once again is the Niners minus the five and a half at Atlanta. I'm on the Colts minus the two against the Jaguars. 
I'm in a home dog with the Seattle Seahawks plus the two and a half against the Arizona Cardinals. I'm on another home dog in the marquee game with the KC Chiefs plus the two and a half against the Bills. And I'm on the Denver Broncos closing my eyes plus the five at the LA Chargers. So that's my five. Bill, any closing thoughts before we wrap up here? You know, thinking about the Chargers and the Broncos game, I don't know if I trust Russell Wilson's shoulder. That's the only concern I have. Um, and I, you know, with Javante Williams out, I don't know. I don't know. I think the Chargers are going to, they're actually going to, I think they're getting Keenan Allen back. Isn't that right? Or no? That, that's what I'm hearing. They, they had a good heart to heart with the coach there too. So hopefully Keenan Allen and the coach are back on the same page after uh, last week. I, I, I know Russell Wilson scares me and I know he's got the injury issues. I, I just look at that and say, I like the Denver D and, and then once again, there's just part of me that, that feels that when you have absolutely been ripped by your peers, all the people of the talking heads on all the network TV broadcast from yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday into Sunday's kickoffs, Denver's got a chip on their shoulders. And I think they're just going to come out. They're, they're just going to play their best they can. Now, maybe they're terrible and I'm completely wrong, but at some point they're going to score a touchdown in the red zone. I just keep going back to that. They're going to fix that a little bit. 10 yeah, days to prepare. Know, they got Hackett's got to come up with something a little bit better. And, you know, too, they're coming off that mini buy. They played last Thursday. They're playing Monday. So it's kind of like, you know, they're getting healthier. They're getting, you know, they have the 10 days off. I think that's going to help, you know, especially your side at the plus five. I think that's got a chance there. I'm interested in seeing that game, see what they can come out and do, honestly. Yep, I'll take if they lose by a field goal, I'll take it right now. Just let me cash the ticket. So exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, thank you again for joining Bill as always. And uh everyone else, once again, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun and let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.